Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. If you would join with me in your Bible or the Pew Bible in front of you, our text today comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses 4 through 7. That's Philippians 4, 4 to 7. Let us now hear together the reading of God's Word. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. My friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Mighty gracious Lord, we gather this morning to hear your word read and proclaimed. Speak to us, O Lord, in ways that our hearts will be transformed, so we would leave this time with you not as mere hearers of your words, but as doers of your words. In your son's holy name we pray, amen. So in ancient Greek mythology, there is this immense battle that happens between the Titans and the Olympians. And it happens in the universe, and at the end of it, the Olympians prevail. And in their prevailing, it is time to dole out punishment upon the losers. One of those is Atlas, a Titan, and his punishment is to stand at the western edge of the world. I think they were probably flat earthers to be exact. But he was to stand at the western edge of the world, and he was to hold up the sky on his shoulders. And so by the second century A.D., this Greek myth, this story, has been translated and has been adopted by the Romans. And by the second century A.D., there's a Roman sculptor who sculpts this massive uh, marble statue of Atlas, strong and buff and cut, and he's got the whole world on his shoulders. And I think about that, and I think that this gives sort of this artistic and visual etymology to the phrase, walking around with the weight of the world on your shoulders. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel like you are walking around with the weight of the world on your shoulders? Maybe it's the pressure to succeed on the ball field or in school, or at work. Or maybe you're struggling with a difficult season at work or socially for you. Or maybe there are some difficult decisions that are weighing you down. Or quite possibly it could just be simply the news that we see of what is happening around the world and our nation and our community weighs heavy on your heart and your soul. First of all, let me say to you, You are not alone. You are not alone in this. This is an all-too-common occurrence that right here in this sanctuary and worshiping with us online, there are many atlases, many titans in 
their mind or in their work or in their school or amongst their peers or on the sports field who are carrying around the weight of the world. It's not just you. But let me be very clear about it. This is not the life that God wants us to lead. This is not our best life. This is not the abundant living that Jesus came to show us. In fact, Jesus came to take these burdens off of our shoulders so that we could live that abundant life. So in our passage today, what we find is we find Paul writing to the church at Philippi, giving some guidance on how we can lay these burdens down, how we can change our focus. Now, I wish it was as simple as just dropping them. Think about that, that image in the movie uh, uh, Christmas Vacation. You know, Clark is up on the roof stapling the lights in, and Russ, his son, comes out of the garage with the reindeer under his arms, and he says, and says Dad, I got the reindeer. Where do you want him? And Clark says, put him in the yard, Russ. Now, Russ is standing in the front yard, so what does he do? He opens his arms and just lets him drop, just like that. Now, I'm sure that's not what Clark was expecting, but Russ could just drop that burden. Friends, I wish we could do that too. I wish we could drop the burdens that we carry on our shoulders that easily. But to do that, we have to let go of our hubris. We have to let go of our ego. We need to practice some mindfulness. We need to to give up control. And so this practice of mindfulness becomes that which unburdens our heart, which unburdens our psyche, our souls. And then when we do that, we find that we experience this best life that God wants for us. Now, Paul says in our text today that we can do this, that we can drop these burdens simply by rejoicing, by letting the, let our gentleness be known, by not being anxious by seeking the peace of Christ in everything. So what we find as we read this text, we find that this mindfulness brings an awareness of God at work in our very lives, of God at work around us, God at work for us and with us. And as we become aware of God's blessings and God's presence, then we're becoming aware of our best life, if you will. So often we feel these burdens so deeply. We feel them so deeply, we feel them so heavenly because we've taken our eyes off the best life that we already know exists. Paul encourages us at the very beginning of this text to rejoice. It's this idea of gratitude and blessings. Remember we talked about this last week, that part of our best life is finding our blessings, having gratitude for what God has given to us. So here's the pop quiz. You didn't think I was going to sign homework last week and then not check in to see if you were doing it, did you? Remember, our homework last week was every day at the end of the day to write down three blessings of your day, to write them down in a notebook. If you've been doing that for the last seven days, you have 21 blessings that this morning you can look back on. Friends, if God gives us 21 of these blessings and gives us a blessing or more every day, gives us at least three a day, Surely, why would we not trust God to lead us out to take these burdens away from us? 
Paul encourages us to let our gentleness be known. This is about this idea of acting with kindness. My favorite bumper sticker says, be kind, you don't know what someone else is dealing with. Friends, we don't always know the burdens that others are carrying. We might think we're the only ones, but truth be known, many of us are carrying them. So if we're kind to one another, let's do that because we don't know their burdens, just like they may not know ours. But as we weigh the decisions, as we weigh the actions, as we weigh the work that weighs us down, if we operate with kindness, if we do our very best, even when we have to make hard decisions, the world may not like us. But if we do it with kindness, they see our intent and begin to maybe practice some grace with us. That doesn't mean that this work will be easy, but it's the right work for us to do. And so with these foundations of gratitude and kindness begins to show us in the world that we can let our burdens go and that we can follow the one who loves us most that will take them from us. And this leads to the hard part. The hard part of this whole exercise, the part about letting go. Now remember, Jesus tells us, do not be afraid. He tells us, do not worry about tomorrow. He says, look at the birds of the air. Look at the lilies of the field. Are they not clothed in more splendor? Do they not worry about what they're going to eat tomorrow? No. God provides for them. If God provides for them, God who loves you more, would he not do the same for us? What Jesus is telling us is for us to let go of our control issues and let God be in charge. Because this idea of control, it's a human issue. It's a fact. We sometimes want to tell God, I know you think you know what's better for me, but I know what's better for me. Now, you talk about hubris. Try to argue with God about what's better for us. Yeah, you can run, but you'll just die tired. Because in the end, God wins. See, God asks us to surrender some of that control. God asks us to give it up and to trust Remember, this is the same God that says, I have called you by name and you are mine. It doesn't matter if the mountains fall into the sea, if the waters roll up, if the fires consume things, I will not let you be crushed. I will not let you drown. I will not let you be consumed. I am with you. We hear that in Isaiah. So this idea about not being anxious that Paul writes about, it's about letting go and trusting God. I think of a kid in the summertime at the swimming pool that's just learning to swim, and they've been splashed around the water with their mom or their dad, and they've got their little swimmies on and everything else, and they're having a ball, and then finally it's the time for the test. You know the one where, they, where mom and dad are in the water, and the kid is on the side of the pool to jump in. They want the experience. They want to do it. The mom and the dad, they want the child to do it. But there's this moment standing on the edge where you're not totally sure if you want to do it or not. And you know you're safe, but yet you're unsure. And the parent says what? I got you. Just jump to me. It's going to be okay. I got you. Trust me. And eventually the child takes that leap of faith and leaps in the water, splashes down, and comes up flailing around, and the parent grabs him and says, I've got you. 
and the giggles start and the smiles come and they're having so much fun. See, Paul tells us that we need to lay our burdens down and that we can do that through prayer. Those things that are weighing us down, that we can lay these burdens down through prayer. So I want you to try that with me for a moment. Why don't you do an experiment with me? What I'd like for you to do is to trust me and close your eyes. Just close them wherever you are. And I want you to think about a burden that you brought with you today. Something that is weighing on your heart, your mind, your shoulders, if you will. Would you name that burden, that worry, that decision, that stressor in your life? Now, with your eyes closed, I want you to repeat after me in prayer. Dear God, I have this weight on my shoulders. You know what it is. I name it in my heart. I need to lay it down. Would you help me? Would you take it from me? I will leave it here. Thank you. Amen. Friends, the key to laying our burdens down, those things that weigh us down, is to do just what we did. It's to name them and to do, as the scripture says, to pray to God to take them from us. And to do just that. To pray to leave it. Now, it may be instant for some of us, and it may take a little bit of practice. But much like writing down the gratitude exercise, when we pray this prayer on a regular basis, what we will find is as we pray that we can begin to leave these burdens behind, that we can leave them right here at the altar of Christ, that we can leave them at the table of the Lord, and that they will be just fine right there, and that God will take that burden off of us so that we can go forth in abundant life. See, the more of the weight that we take off of our shoulders, the more that we let Christ who came to unburden our lives take it up, the more abundant life we experience. So in just a few minutes, we will come to the table. We will receive the meal of the kingdom, a piece of bread, a little bit of wine. And when we receive that, we realize the grace of the Lord that's been poured out upon us. But when you come forward, think metaphorically with me. Think about those burdens on our shoulders and think of it like a rock. And as you come forward, before you receive that bread and that wine, leave that rock right here at the front of the nave, right here at the chancel. And with your heart unburdened, receive the meal of the kingdom and walk out the doors of the church at the end of the service and leave it behind. Don't worry about it again. Because the grace of Christ will take that from us. And in doing that keeps our minds focused on the life of Christ, focused on the glory of Christ. And when we begin to do that, focus on that life and that glory, we begin to realize the abundance of living that God has provided for us by simply leaving the rocks behind and trusting in God in heaven who loves you and me and all the world.
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast for Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you will consider joining us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11 a.m. Blessings. Blessings.